Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and welcome to Rooted Deep. Uh, we have some super special guests with us today, Allison, on a podcast. Yeah. Um, so in the United States, it is Mother's Day weekend. It's coming up this Sunday. And so Allie and I were trying to think about what would be awesome for Mother's Day uh, and so we decided to go where angels fear to tread, and that is to invite our moms to the podcast. I don't know if it was because we just have not gotten them a gift yet, and we thought, what better gift can we give our mothers than just some time with us on a Zoom podcast interview? So I think that that's the best gift that, gift that we could have ever given you. Am I right, girls? You're right. <laughs> All right. And so... Um, uh, here's the deal. It's the gift that keeps on giving, right? And so um, we are we're looking forward to doing this today. And honestly, for those of you that maybe you're a mom out there and you're listening, um, first of all, happy Mother's Day. To all the moms that are listening today, we want to say happy Mother's Day. And uh, we we celebrate you uh, this weekend. And we, we hope to tell, you know, we're just going to let our moms kind of share some wisdom, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, we won't ask how old they are, okay? But I do know that my mom and dad just celebrated their 59th wedding anniversary. Wow. Okay, so mom and dad have been married 59 years. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm 55 or no, 54. Good night. Hang on. I'm <laughs> 54. Yet. Yeah, let's don't add an extra age there. So I'm 54. So you can do the math that they're not 27. Okay. And so... Um, So there's a lot of wisdom packed in this podcast today. All right. And then Paula, how long have you, how long have you and Doug been married? 53. 53 years. Okay. Uh, And so Doug and Paula. So Paula, welcome to the show. Lois, welcome to the show. Uh, We're glad you're here. Yeah, we are. We are so glad to hear. We're going to start off with my mother. Um, Everybody generally calls her precious, um, but mainly because she tells them to. Uh, Her name is Paula and she always introduces herself. My name is Paula. You can call me precious. But then after you've met her, uh, after maybe two or three minutes, people are like, well, yeah, I, you are precious and we will continue to call you that. So that's her name down here is Preciosa. But we wanted to start with you, mom, and just hear your testimony, how you came to know the Lord. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. Welcome. Well, it's a great joy for me to be with you. I miss you. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was, uh, I was, my parents were not Christians. I, so uh, as a young child, I would go spend the summers with my grandmother and grandfather in, in Blacksburg, South Carolina. And um, of course, you went to church uh, every time the doors were open. Uh, my grandparents would take me to church, and uh, I always looked forward to that. I enjoyed vacation Bible school, but one of the things, because my parents were not saved, it was um, you know grandmother's home was so different, mm-hmm. and the peace and the joy and uh, that I witnessed uh, in church. I would I remember watching couples and how happy their homes seemed to be. And as a young child, I longed for that. 
So I, I trusted the Lord. I made a decision when I was 12 years old, but I did not fully understand everything. But from, from the day I, you know, when I was 12 years old, I just followed and tried to be everything that I could be uh, for the Lord. However, when I was uh, in my senior year, I realized that I, I, I did not know completely what I had done, and I was under great conviction, and uh, my, my brother led me to Christ, and, uh, but I had a, a lot of influence. My, you know, my uncles and aunts and, and grandmother and granddad, and uh, they poured into me, mm. and uh, I'm very thankful for my, for my childhood and my upbringing. Mm. That's Thank cool. So, Paula, how old were you when you got saved? I was 18 years old. Okay. Right. Good deal. Well, mom, um, why don't, I know your, your story is a little bit different than Paula's, but this is my mom. So this is Lois. And so go ahead and, and kind of just tell us just a little bit about, about your, how you came to know the Lord. Thank you, Reba. I'm also honored that you asked us to be on this program uh, today. Um, I, I made a decision at a very young age. Um, I'm not sure that one took the Bible and really explained that to me, but I was under a lot of conviction. And so when I was, um, after I was married to Joe, uh, before we had children in 1966, Reba was born at, uh, later, but anyway, um, and we had just finished a big revival at our church and it was the largest uh, number of people that was ever saved in a revival at our church that we were very involved and very faithful in. But I got to, I, I just didn't have the assurance that I really needed. And so when we got home that night, I just talked with Joe and I just told him and he said, Lois, you have all week long have worked at the altar and been leading people to the Lord. He said, you know what to do. And you know, so I just, we just got down on my uh, knees beside the bed, Lord, peace and gave me victory. And I've never doubted since then. Hmm. So I really don't know exactly when the Lord came into my heart because I, I felt like I'd been saved all those years prior to that. But he gave me that peace and assurance then that I've never doubted since then to the fact that I did not know the Lord. And, and he, he did live in my heart. So uh, that was in 1966. And then, I, so I was baptized again then just to follow the Lord's, you know. And so uh, the, that's kind of the way my testimony went. I was born in a Christian home and I went to church. Uh, uh, my dad was, and mom was very involved in a small country church at that, um, when I was growing up. And so um, I, I was brought up in a Christian home. So I was blessed in that way. That's cool. I have, I do have a question for both of you. Just go, go through kind of um, your early days of motherhood. How many kids do you have? And tell us a little bit about how wonderful your children are. I would love to hear you. Don't talk about my brother. I really want you to tell everybody how wonderful I am. Uh, I'm just kidding. But tell us a little bit about you, uh, just early days of motherhood and kind of some things that you... Um, uh, enjoyed about that those early days, and because I know I've you know I was I've just been with a, a group of women who have uh, who have uh, 
children at, at different stages in their life and they're all all struggling through different things because as their kids grow up their kids change a little bit and um and so just tell us a little bit about your kids we'll start with paula precious well thank you allison i have so many good things to say about your brother uh, <laughs> you know uh because of my background i i really was so serious about um you know, being that good influence at, in at in the home, and I remember uh, on my knees with Mark in my arms, just praying that God would uh, speak to his heart at an early age, and that I would be a good influence. I was, you know, I I'm a little outspoken, and I'm strong willed. Oh, <laughs> Reba, Reba, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, anyway, it was just absolutely, I, I was so convicted and I wanted to do my best. And I prayed that the Lord would help me never to do anything that would, um, that would cause my children to turn away hmm. from the Lord. And I, I remember, and in Columbus, Georgia, being on my knees, cupping my son. And of course, I did the same thing uh, to Al for Allison. It just didn't turn out as good with Allie as it did yeah. with Mark, did it? Yeah, it <laughs> didn't quite take as well. <laughs> you know, I'll have to admit, we loved, our, I loved every phase of their childhood. But that, again, was because of my background. I, I used... I used what had happened to me as a kid to turn me to a solid way. And it was the Lord, absolutely the Lord working in my life as a, as a young mother. But yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed both of them. I could, I could tell you the difference between very quick. <laughs> Allie put my mic back on the, in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to get some alley stories before this, this broadcast is over with, because uh, I'm sure there's some doozies, but mom, how about you? What, um, you know, as I was, I'm the oldest of three. So go ahead and, and uh, kind of share how awesome me and my brothers are. <laughs> well, I, I can definitely say amen to that. You are three awesome children. And I feel so blessed and that God has allowed me to be the mother of Reba, who's the oldest, and then Wesley is, or Wes, and we're causing Wes, is next, and then Zach. And the Lord's blessed us that all three of them love the Lord and serve the Lord, and there's just nothing any greater to shout about to me than that except our salvation. It's the fact that your children love the Lord. But uh, Reba was first. And then, and I, I was married all five, uh, five years before Reba was born. And so I got married young. So that was good for me to have a little time to mature. And um, then Reba, Reba was born. And then uh, three years later, Wes was born. And then 19 months later, uh, we had Zach. So uh, my kids were fairly close together. Um, they're, they were all different and all of them have different personalities but yet they're all so much alike in some ways and um, my mother told me um, one of my I just have to say this my mom if I can 
My mom was one of the most godly women, in my opinion, that I've ever known because she had such a way of showing real, what, what genuine love really is. You never felt, she was such an example, you never felt unloved. And I loved her so deeply that I wanted to be a good girl and behave myself because I never wanted to see the disappointment or the hurt in her eyes. And to me, that's just a gift. All of us mothers didn't have that gift, you know, but my mother had that. And um, so I just know that I have to uh, give my heritage from my mother a lot of credit for the way my kids had uh, how she taught me that I was able to pass some of that on to my children. Mm -hmm. So I, do, I didn't want to bring that out and give my mom that, that credit because she deserves that. She's in heaven now. I hope she's watching. <laughs> She'd be so proud of Reba and Wesley and Zach. She, mm -hmm. And all of her grandkids. She has many more, but, and she'd be proud of all of them. They're all, she'd be very proud. Mr. Dear, Mother's Day is very, it's still difficult for me. Although my mom died in 1982 at a very at a young age, but Mother's Day is the hardest day of the year for me because I miss her so much. I loved her so deeply. That is an amazing leg legacy, I think, to hear you talk about your own mother. Um, I, you know, just thinking about, you know, what I wanted to say about our, you know, our mothers. Uh, many of you know the testimony of that we were missionaries to, you know, to the Dominican Republic. I got here uh, when I was a teenager. My brother was a teenager. And I remember the first few weeks that we lived here, mom and dad made sure that my brother and I both got a mattress first because they wanted to make us as comfortable as they could in this new environment, this new country. And so they were our, they were going through culture shock, but they made sure that, you know, that the first mattresses that were bought were for my mother and my, or for my brother and me. And then they slept on, and I didn't realize this until a little bit later, they actually slept on the floor on the box springs for weeks. Um, but they wanted to make sure, mom wanted to make sure that we were comfortable first. And I remember that, you know, just as a mom, you know, sacrificing and having her own personal struggles with, okay, moving these two teenage kids down to the Dominican. I don't speak the language as well as I want to, but um, just making those uh, those sacrifices, um, really, that I think that's one of the reasons why my brother and I are, are in the ministry, but because I do feel like there were so many times when they put us first, um, and so I wanted to thank my mother for that. Um, do you remember, Mom, that, um, that story? Do you remember, is your back still hurting from all those years ago sleeping on the box springs? <laughs> Yes, because, you know, uh, I truly, I, I knew I could handle my struggles, but I wanted to make sure that truly that you and Mark uh, uh, were comfortable. And uh, it was a totally new environment. You know, the music was loud in our neighbor. We couldn't close the windows because we didn't have air conditioning and and uh, the bugs flew in. Uh, the no noise was always there. One radio, but one neighbor would have a radio station uh, or music that was blasting, and the the other neighbor on the other side, her music was a lot different. So if it had been, if it had been on the same station, we would have lived <laughs> in stereo. But that's not the way it was. And I remember the first morning. Uh, you know, we didn't have anything on the windows. I remember the first morning we woke up 
and they were three Haitian teenagers looking in our window. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> yeah, yes, up and and we had lived in Mexico for a year and knew that no one, if you had a front gate, you did not penetrate that front gate until you were invited. And and so I woke up and I said, did you guys not see the gate? And they said, oh, yeah, we just crawled over it. <laughs> so that was a new experience. But, yeah, I remember that. Well, I, I have to say that mom, mom, uh, mom had, mom has always been, uh, you know, she's not, she is adventuresome, but she has a limitation on her adventure uh, boundaries. And uh, she didn't like, you know, for example, she didn't grow up learning to swim. And so um, not knowing how to swim and always having slightly a fear of water. And she gave birth to three fish. Yeah. And I mean, um, and I mean, just from early in our childhood, all, love the water, love to swim. And so, you know, I think one of the things that I think about a lot about mom is that mom has, has, um, has pushed through a lot of her own, her own fears to allow her children to just go and do. Um, and even now as an adult, um, I know that, you know, she has concerns sometimes about what location I'm at in the world and what is going on in that location in the world. And, and she's just great about it. You know, she's, uh, she's found a, a nice rhythm to allow her kids to, to grow and flourish, um, in a way that maybe she would have loved to have said, okay, let's don't do that. But she found a way to let us try it uh, and let us, you know, do it. So uh, I think our, me and my brothers are totally, I mean, we've, you know, that we're, we're totally an example. I mean, our lives demonstrate that of just always pushing and pushing and pushing. Uh, and we probably wouldn't be that way if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for mom kind of giving us that ability and freedom to do that. So when, so when, you, when you were little and we lived in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, before Wes was born, all you, all you and I did was stay at the swimming pool or stay out in the island in front of our apartments and play ball. And you were, you were, le you were less than three because you were three when he was born. And I mean, that's all you wanted to do. So that's what you and I spent our days doing in the pool or, or playing ball. <laughs> so she was born loving ball and loving water. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So and, 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 you know, I think part of mom's story that is that maybe some women can really relate to is that mom wasn't sure at the beginning she was going to be able to have children. And then there were many complications in having children along the way. At one point, the doctor encouraged her to have an abortion uh, because the fear of the pregnancy taking her own life and um, and. You know, so mom, you want to like, is there any of that you want to touch on or just talk about for just a second? Because I'm sure there's women out there that have gone through that struggle or are going through that struggle. And, you know, it might be an encouragement to them if there was anything that kind of came out of that time period for you. Well, there would never, ever be uh, in my life, there would never, ever be a time for an abortion to take place. I would never, ever agree to that. And of course, I, you know, express that. And um, 
you know, God, God knew it was in his hands and he knew and he took care of it. And so, you know, just your faith in the Lord and put your trust in him um, and following how his guidance, because he's never going to lead you uh, to have an abortion. Uh, that's strictly not going to happen. So I'm just so thankful that God did give me the strength and, the, and help me to have these three kids that I do have. But um, I just, uh, I, you know, there's so many people out there. If you're not able to have, uh, I mean, to be able to raise your child and for whatever reason, there's so many people out there that are so in uh, hungering and wanting to uh, adopt. So, you know, I could never, ever uh, have had uh, uh, agreed on an abortion. But my point there was just don't ever think about abortion. Go ahead and have that baby and let someone else be able to raise it if you can't. Good point. What are, what are some, um, I know that we shared a little bit of stories, you know, of your, your time, you know, with us as children, but maybe what are some highs and lows? I mean, it hasn't all been roses, uh, and it was, uh, you know, but what are, share a, little, a few highs and lows and, and what you did to get out of those lows or what you did to kind of get through or work through those times. Um, so I had shared this and I asked mom to kind of prepare for this. So I'm going to ask her to go first and just, you know, talk about, Highs being Allison, lows being Marcus. I get that. But what, you know, what are some things, but really what are some things and maybe, maybe your lows were, you know, either on, you know, struggling with the language in the mission field or, you know, just trying to protect us from, from that, from some hurts or, you know, what can you share about your time as, as moms? Oh, wow. There's, there is so much. I, you know, uh, having two children and both children as different as night and day. And Mark is just has always been a protector. Mm-hmm. He protected Allison when she was uh, when she was just a toddler. And we went we left our apartment in Jacksonville, Florida, where Allison was born. We left our apartment one day and a dog came running toward her and Allie climbed up Mark, who was just uh you know, I Mark was five, and so that made you, what, two, two and a half? Mm-hmm. And uh, she climbed up Mark uh, like a backpack. I mean, she was all over him. And, um, you know, he, he stood firm and, uh, on that and turned her around. To, so that the dog wouldn't come any closer to, so we, you know, goodness, that's what I've known about Mark. Even when we lived in Friendsville, Tennessee, and walking on a country road, and there were dogs that came running down from from the uh, the neighbor's house. I didn't know they were there, and Mark stood in front of both of us. Mm. You know, as an eighth grade student, you know, taking care of both of us. So Mark has just uh, been a real delight. And then Allie, goodness, headstrong, but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, they say the terrible two. I never don't, you know, please get away from that because the twos are really Every age is what you make of it as a mother and how you respond to it. And uh, so Allison, 
you know, she was the, the Mark was the protector. Allison uh, was the one that uh, was that, always needing protecting. <laughs> I was trying, always in danger. Uh, I was trying to phrase that, mm -hmm. um, okay. but oh goodness, the highs. Our we enjoyed our children, and we only had two when we got to the Dominican Republic, and we thought, wow, these. They're so much fun. You know, they're, I wish we'd have had two or three others. But <laughs> with two, and uh, anyway, when it came to college tuition, we were glad. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> well, Mom, you want to you wanna share some highs and lows and whatever? Well, when, uh, when you all were, were young, very young, uh, Actually, from almost from the time you were born on, uh, Joe, my husband, or dad, uh, his job required him to do a lot of traveling. So therefore, I had the three kids pretty much from Monday through Friday. Uh, he'd come home on Friday nights, but some most weeks he was gone basically all week. So I had the three kids, uh, you know, to for my all by myself and. And I remember, uh, here I go back talking about my mom, but I remember one time when I was very low and I just felt like I couldn't, I didn't know, I was just at my wit's end. And my mom made a statement to me that I've never forgotten. She said, honey, she said, just, I want to tell you, these are the best days of your life. And I said, mom, I won't live <laughs> if these are the best days of my life. She said, believe me, you'll understand someday, but these are the best days of your life learn to enjoy them. And uh, I've never gotten, I've never forgot that statement and how true that is because when, even though you, you're, you know, at your wit's end sometimes and, and Regal was, uh, had the very uh, aggressive, I guess you'd say personality, take charge. You know, she was born a leader. She's still a leader. That's how God intended for her to be. And so at times she could be uh, challenging. And then West is a lot like me. He's got, uh, you know, he's, uh, he can, they were all challenging. Zach was my least challenging, but by then I had had three. So I had That's what she means by that. <laughs> least <laughs> challenging is code word for favorite. Yeah, he's the last one, so she needed a break. That's what she's trying to say. <laughs> no, I, well, uh, uh, Allie, you just hit on my pet peeve. If I've got one, you can ask Reba. Favorite. favorite. I'm showing favorites, believe me, can get me. Get me riled up real quick. <laughs> but Wes is definitely her favorite. <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, uh, I think I had just gotten a little bit more experience in my belt. And I was, I would knew how to handle him a little bit better than, you know, when you start out. But when you start out with strong-willed personalities and when you start out with aggressive kids and, and you wouldn't want him any other way because this is how God planned for it to be. And he was training them at the very onset of, for now and, and their future. So, uh, but you know, he gives you wisdom. You just do a lot of praying. I read a quote the other day that uh, I wrote down before I even knew this was going to happen. And uh, I know this, uh, I know we can quote a lot of scripture to kind of challenge this quote, but it says motherhood is accepting that fact that you will permanently worry for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so true although the word worry we shouldn't have that in our vocabulary I understand all that 
but you know we have to, that's something we deal with and we have to pray and ask for a lot of forgiveness there's worrying about our children even as they get older and where they are traveling and what they're doing but if they're in god's will we know they're more safer there wherever they are than they would be at home out of god's will so that's how i accept a lot of reba's uh, adventures is <laughs> knowing she's she's where god wants her to be and doing what god wants her to do so she's safe so that's how i kind of accept that but um i thought that that fitted me real well <laughs> doesn't it <Reba? laughs> yeah yeah it does it does so, well, okay, so I, I think it's good. I think we need to have at least, Paula, I think you need to, do you have any just really great Allison story? I know there there has to be just something. Uh, I know there's probably, actually, you're probably sitting there going, which one should I tell? Yeah, because there's, because I have, I mean, I, I'm her friend and I have at least 50 great Allison stories. So I know you as your mom, you have to have a few. I, I I really do, but I have to be very selective. Uh, <laughs> She's a missionary. Yeah, I was always I was always afraid, and I'd heard of other mothers saying, "Well, I just can't, you know, my child just has, you know, put a fence up and will not, you know, will not talk to me." And I thought, I never, I never want that to happen. I want to always be able to have the relationship between me and, and both of our children, Marker and Allison, to where I can ask them anything. And I expect an honest answer. And um, so when Allie uh, was finishing up, I, was it your sophomore year? of? It was between my junior and senior year, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, and we were, I wanted to spend some special time with her. So we, I, I just, we decided that we would rent a car, fly into Miami, rent a car and drive up the coast of Florida, making stops. And uh, it would be just a girlfriend time. And, uh, <clears throat> When we got up around Jacksonville, I said, I was driving, and um, I said, Allison, today's the day of amnesty. I want you to feel free to tell me anything, and I'm not going to be mad at you, and I'm not going to yell and scream, but I, I just want you to feel free to tell me anything that I don't know about you. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> And so you could see her. I, she said, I'm not going to play your silly game, mother. I, I'm not going to do that. I said, come on, Allison. So I kept on and kept on. And uh, so finally she told me a secret that I will not reveal on right. this. <laughs> and she's grateful for that, I'm sure. Yes, and so is the guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was just a fun time. And but every group that would come to the Dominican, you know, Allie didn't date anybody in the Dominican. Uh, she, she, the one guy, but she, she was limited. She was limited. Yeah, the options were limited. Yes, that's true. The options were limited. So anyway, every group that would come down would always have a cute outgoing guy and Allie and this guy would become friends and she would guide him 
through all the tours and everything. So it was so sweet of you, Allie. I know. I was just giving little missions trip tours, and we'd end up writing letters. I was writing letters by the end of every summer. I was writing letters to 14 guys. <laughs> anyway, so I, you know, being the inquisitive mother that I was, I said, Allie, did, did Mike kiss you? She said, yes, ma'am. And I, I thought, oh, goodness, she's so honest, goodness. And <laughs> I meant on her cheek, on her forehead, you know, and she said, over there. <laughs> We're walking down the beach. There's over there. Under that over there. <laughs> I said, oh my, oh my, don't do that. <laughs> don't ask a question if you do not want the answer. But I do think, I think one of the important things to remember about especially a mother-daughter relationship, is you want to foster that open mm. uh, and keep that dialogue open because anytime and anytime I was in trouble or anytime I was, you know, not walking in the right direction, mom would, something that she had said a year ago or months ago or to even when she thought I wasn't listening, those words would come back to me yeah. in the in the moments, and so mothers do not ever be afraid of speaking truth into the into the lives of your children, and don't be afraid to ask the questions, and you know just be prepared for you know the answer because you want to keep that. And I think that we have a very special relationship now, and I feel like that's that's a lot of it. That's huge. So yeah. thank you, mom. You're welcome. I have more stories. No, go ahead. <laughs> Let's get to Lois quick. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I'm, I'm trying to be selective on which stories I tell. I don't want to embarrass Reba at all. Um, but uh, these are just kind of funny things, okay? I'm going to tell, basically. When Reba was in the, um, not that little infant nursery, but the next nursery up, I don't know, you know, the next stage up. And when I used to take Reba to the nursery every Sunday morning or Wednesday nights, Sunday nights, whenever the nursery workers would say in that particular stage, you know, when they were in their little walkers and doing in that stage group, they would say, okay, we can go home now, Reba's here. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can take care of the nursery, you know. And I, I, at first I thought, okay, how am I supposed to take that? <laughs> But anyway, they were sweet, godly women, and I knew they didn't mean it ugly, but I thought that was, but that's kind of the way, you know, that's the kind of the, pers the, the personality Reba was back then. And then when Reba was, um, Reba was born, actually, uh, the um, doctor, uh, the pediatrician, before we left the hospital, told me, uh, I, well, first of all, I was one month late. To the day, I mean, you know, now they don't even let you do that, but back then it was. And the pediatrician, so Reba was, she was a month, it was like having a month old baby almost, maturity from the little, you know, the little babies, that, you know. And um, so she would hold her little head up and just kind of look at me, you know, and everybody, the, you know, it was just amazing what her strength and her abilities at, as a newborn infant were. Uh, the, her pediatrician said, "Miss um, Bowman, one day I'm going to read about Reba in the paper." Hmm. And I was so young and immature and scared to death of becoming a new mother. I didn't ask him, well, "How do you know this?" You know, I would love to have. Now there's so many questions I'd love to have 
followed up on that statement. What section of the paper yeah. are we talking about? Crime. Okay. So, Organized crime. I found that amazing that he mm. saw that personality as an infant. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I've never forgot that statement that how he saw her, uh, you know, her possibilities maybe as a baby still at, uh, before she was ever, we ever left the hospital. So that was, that was one of the, uh, but I really don't, I can't really think of any funny, 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 funny things. Can you remember that happened? That Can you remember us talking about right now? My mind's blank on that. Uh, oh, well, I mean, we're always, mom and I are all, we're always getting into trouble sometimes. Um, uh, I'll never forget. We had some really great friends who grew up Moravian. So if you if you if you grew up in Winston Salem, North Carolina, the Moravian home church is there in Winston. It's a, there's Old Salem is a Moravian settlement there. It's really cool if you ever go there to visit. But um, we had some really good friends of ours, mamas and dads, that grew up Moravian. And so every year they would go at Christmas time to the Moravian love feast, and they always invited us. So you can so here we all are. We're all dressed up. I mean, you got dressed up to the nines to go to the Moravian Love Feast, okay? So it's me and my brothers, and we're now we're getting, you know, to be 13, 14 years old and whatnot, get to be teenagers, and, um, you know, here we all go to the Moravian Love Feast. Well, at the end of the Love Feast, there's always, every time, it's always the same. They pass out the little Moravian candles, those little teeny thin little candles with the little red paper at the bottom of them. And, and they give you, everybody in the audience gets one and it's lit and you hold it up and you sing Silent Night. And it's just a, you know, it's a really cool piece of the, of, of the service. And so they're all passing out our candles, you know, and mom, she's got her candle and she's making sure that me and my brothers are not burning the church down with our candles. And we look over and mom's candle has a double wick. And so... Okay, three wicks. Okay, and it's this little teeny candle. I mean, we're talking, um, we're talking like little little candle, and it's got three wicks. So mom looks like she's over there holding a Roman candle. I mean, it's just spewing out the top, and it's melting. Flame is shooting out of it, and it's melting. And mom's eyes are getting bigger and bigger, and she's just looking at me. And so everybody's holding up their candle and singing Silent Night. This is a real sacred moment, right? And, and mama's looking at me like, what am I going to do? And I go, blow it out. It's because I can't blow out my candle. I sing it. And she goes, oh, God, I'm like, I it. And I'm like, blow it out. And she's like, I can't blow it out. And daddy looks at us and he goes, what you do, knock it off. Normally, I lean over and I'm like, and I blow mama's candle out just in time before the whole thing just totally sets the church on fire. And uh, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And there's so many other, uh, mama took us to the wrong church one time. We ended up in the wrong wedding. Um, <laughs> and I mean, honestly, we, we ended up coming in the back and it was almost over with. And we were all like, what in the world? I, 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 I thought it wasn't starting till this time. And mama's, they're up there praying, getting ready to kiss the bride and announce the bride and groom. And mama looks at us and goes, Get up! We're at the wrong wedding. <laughs> so there are so many stories like that where where we are just all of us are just in peals of laughter. My mother is just holding her side, laughing so hard, and my dad is trying to corral us all into mm. the next place because we're totally disrupting wherever we are. So uh, I have so many fun 
hysterical mm -hmm. memories like that in childhood of me and my mom getting tickled. We had to leave church one. I'll never, I don't know why to this day we got tickled, but we were laughing so hard in church that my dad asked us to leave. And we had to get up and leave church service. And me and my mom went out in the hallway of the church and laughed and laughed and laughed and just stood out there giggling until we could get our composure. Because dad was like, you two need to get out of here. Y'all, y'all lost it. And so, I mean, that kind of, you know, I, that has been a it's been nice to have a fun mom, mm. you know, just to have a mom yeah. that you could laugh with and that yeah. you could, you know, uh, that you could just have fun moments with. And she didn't take everything so seriously, you know, and everything wasn't, you know, crisis or, you know, you weren't a heathen, you know, it was just fun. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, those are some fond memories that I have of our family getting and me and my mom getting into some really getting into trouble. Yeah. I don't know how many together. dad has had to, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just, I think it's funny that, um, that we have a similar, you know, we have that fun laughing time that we can, that's what we look back on and, and still enjoy. I know that there, that there were a couple of times when dad has had to referee or correct both of us. Cause we're both acting like silly, silly girls. And, um, but those are the times when I look back, I just feel like how much, how much fun, you know, my mother is as well. And, and, uh, and there were, but there was so funny because there were times when I know she was teaching me stuff, um, but we were still enjoying and, you know, laughing and, and, and I'm thankful for that. So go ahead, Lois, what were you going to say? I was just going to say when, uh, when Ruby and I, we shopping, we did, Joe would keep the boys at home and she and I go shopping and, and one, and this store and our mall had these mirrors that were, they made you look distorted, funny, you know, they were just those crazy mirrors, you know, and some of them were, were regular mirrors, but we walked by those mirrors and Reba would just, she would just do everything she could to embarrass me <laughs> in those mirrors. And she would do everything she could. And I, people would just be stopping and staring and laughing at us because we were just, but she was the clown. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just went along with her because, you know, that's how you get through it sometimes. And we, <laughs> when we go shopping because we always had to go shopping by those mirrors you remember Reba you remember uh, yeah, yeah I remember and that was just her fun she loved it but that I'll never forget that oh I was always so embarrassed because you know how busy a mall is so there's no privacy and here we were and those mirrors were kind of just right out there in the public so everybody could you know it wasn't like they were back in a corner somewhere but anyway, I remember those times, but we had we had a lot of good times uh, together. We really did uh, growing up. And I guess I was kind of was like a kid with her. I just kind of was her age instead of mine sometimes. <laughs> That's the way I acted. <laughs> no, it's not true. It was fun. It was fun. We had we've had a great we've had a good time. Had a great time. Well, so maybe Paula, you can start with this, but I think it would be good as we kind of bring things to a close, um, talking just a little bit about maybe there's a mom out there right now who's discouraged or overwhelmed or uh, all the things that maybe, you know, you can remember feeling as a mom, uh, raising two kids, uh, being in ministry, um, you know, Paula, and um, it, yeah, I mean, can you think of maybe the Holy Spirit will just kind of give you, I know you probably could tell her a thousand things, but what are just one or two things that maybe you could speak directly to a mom today who's listening, who might need a little word of encouragement? What are just a couple things maybe you could encourage her with? My encouragement would be 
to stay in the word of God, to, to, you know, take the time in the morning, you know, to spend time with the Lord, because that's where we get our instructions, our correction, our direction. And uh, I know that there were times when Allison was a teenager and we worked together. <laughs> we worked together with groups. And uh, one morning we got up late and we had to fix breakfast for 30 people. And, and, and neither one of us had time to spend with the Lord that morning to ask for direction. Uh, my encouragement, and, and so I looked at her and I said, if you had your devotion, she said, no, Bob, I didn't have time. I said, neither did I. So you go have your devotion so that we can work this thing, you know, through. So, you know, we cannot raise children without the Lord. We absolutely cannot. And then another thing, you know, we figured out and found out and the Lord opened our eyes to is uh, when we were in language school in Mexico, we noticed that the children took on the attitude of the parents and especially the mother. Are you with me, Reba? I'm with you. <laughs> You know, we would watch the, the discontent in some of the mothers, uh, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely sad to us because you could see it in the children right. and whatever God, you know, if you have a child, if you have two children or three children, just we can't do it without the Lord and they, our children will watch us and our, uh, our attitudes as mothers. And that would be my encouragement. Never give up. Absolutely never give up. And, you know, you mentioned it this morning on, on something that I was listening to. Um, find, you know, there are, we need, we need other women to help us through some of those rough times. Mm -hmm. So connect with a woman that is going in the same direction that you're going, you know, spiritually, not just anybody. It can't be just anybody, but uh, uh, someone who loves the Lord and that you can grow with. And uh, that's very important community. Well, mom, what, what would, what would you have to say maybe to somebody who's listening? It would be hard to add anything to that. Um, because I agree with you, you have to spend a lot of times on your on your knees and asking for God's guidance and God's wisdom, and uh, and when you're rearing your children, because us as mothers have such a a, a desire and for our turnout to be godly people and serve Him, and so. Um, but I, I, the only other thing I would like to add to that is I think. Um, now, as God opens doors for us, we need to encourage young mothers and other mothers. Uh, and and uh, sometimes it's just, un, un, well, just like yesterday afternoon, um, Joe and I went to um, get a takeout for our, our dinner and uh, a, uh, a family pulled up and I was sitting in the car for him to go and get it and the family drove up and they had three little girls and, and they were a nice young couple in a van. And, and the mother got out and I had my window down because it was cool. It was hot and I was just waiting. And she said, she looked at me and she said, I feel like I'm herding cattle. 
with those three little girls, just trying to get them out of cars, that keep from getting run out in front of cars, getting run over, whatever. And the Lord just gave me uh, an opportunity to kind of encourage her there. And I thought it's just amazing. Uh, I just had to say, thank you, Lord, because you never know when the Lord's going to open such a simple door as that with someone just driving it beside that you could be an encouragement to a mother uh, that was so felt like, you know, overwhelmed. She probably worked all day and she come in, got the children. They were going out to eat. And, you know, the kids were all, she had three little energetic girls. And so, you know, I just said, you know, I just thought, you know, I, you know, I need to be sensitive when God opens doors like that, that I could be uh, to use me to be maybe an encouragement to some young mothers. That's good. Thank you both for sharing today your time and um, and just your wisdom as moms. I wanted to just talk to a little bit to the to the women who are listening today. And it may be that you are not um, very similar to me. You do not have children. Um, God has given my husband and me a wonderful ministry, uh, but he never saw fit to give us biological children. But at the same time, Mother's Day is still a special day for me because I remember, number one, I spend time with my with my mother, not just her, but also I, I, I'm always thankful for the other women that, like mom said, have made connections in my life. And I know that that's so important. And so even if you don't have children of your own, go out and find someone that you can connect with and pour into their lives and be an encouragement. Um, to another woman, because that's what the Bible tells us to do is to encourage one another and, and, and to teach each other. So I wanted to thank you both today. Thank you, Lois. And thank you, Precious Paula, for, for spending this time today. And thank you for at the end of even though they didn't say the words, they both shared with us wisdom on how to stay rooted deep um, in the word, on your knees, um, in prayer, in, in Bible study and, and, and staying connected to, yeah. to other women in their lives. And so I wanted to thank you both for that. And, uh, and then just encourage our listeners to kind of take some of these, these nuggets of wisdom, try to find someone you can connect with, but also make sure that you are in the word, you are staying rooted deep and then go out and, 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 and thank your mother or thank a godly woman in your life that has had an impact. And, uh, thank you so much for your time today. All right. Well, man, it's been so good. As Ali said, thanks for joining us today for this really special mother's day podcast. And uh, it's been uh, fun to have our moms here today. Uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Uh, it went, I think it went pretty good, don't you, Allie? So, I mean, yeah, I think they were so good. We can invite them back. So, um, but we'll, we'll try to maybe do this again uh, sometime. But mom, Paula, thanks so much for joining us today. Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there that are celebrating that. And, um, and just, uh, you know, as you, as you go forward, remember what you do does matter. It really does. Uh, and so uh, keep staying faithful and uh, you'll see you'll see the fruit of your labor <laughs> if you don't faint. I think that's what Scourge here says. So until next time, stay rooted deep. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.